Hey there, Restaurant Pros, it's David Scott Peters and welcome to episode 84 of the Restaurant Prosperity Formula. I've been coaching restaurant owners since 2003 and the Restaurant Prosperity Formula is based on what the most successful restaurant owners I've worked with do on a daily basis to achieve their success. The basic premise of the formula centers around achieving prosperity, freedom of your restaurant, and financial freedom you deserve. To achieve prosperity, you have to follow a very specific formula made up of leadership, systems, training, accountability, and taking action. Now, I want to tell you about our guests today, Joshua Powell and Joseph Varicella. Joshua is a real estate agent turned investor, turned restaurant owner, who never thought he'd own the restaurant he worked in as a kid. Whereas partner Joseph has a long and successful career in hospitality. If you ask them both, they'd probably tell you they're both foodies at heart. Joshua and Joseph are owners of Clay's Cafe in Hebron, Ohio. Clay's opened its doors back in 1934 and has been a local staple for generations. Listening as they share with us the challenge they face taking over a restaurant that is a long-standing traditions and long-term employees to their transition to change that gave them their lives back and exploded their profitability. I want to welcome Joshua and Joseph to the show today, but first a word from our sponsor. We all know managing costs is one of the most important parts of running a profitable restaurant, especially now. But between fluctuating vendor prices, waste, labor, and the never-ending list of tasks that demand your attention on a daily basis, it can be challenging for even the most experienced of us to manage costs well. That's where Margin Edge comes in. Margin Edge is a complete restaurant management software that automatically uses data from your POS and invoices to show you food and labor costs in real time. Don't wait until it's too late. Margin Edge gives you tools to make decisions in the moment, like a daily P&L, price alerts on key ingredients, and real-time plate costs, all without ever having to touch a spreadsheet. Take control of your costs, work more efficiently, and be more profitable. Go to www.marginedge.com forward slash DSP to learn more and schedule your demo today. Joshua, Joey, I really appreciate you doing this for me today. I'm so excited to, to have you as my guest today. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you Happy to be here. Do me a favor. Tell a little bit about the background, about your restaurant and your journey to restaurant, because it started as an employee and then took a long respite. And the next thing you know, you guys are restaurant owners. Can you share that story a little bit? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's very, it's, it can be long-winded if we wanted it to be, but pretty much the short story is um, I worked at this little cafe when I was a teenager um, and, you know, it was a mom and pop shop. And then, you know, I went off to college. I, you know, I moved to Los Angeles. I met Joey and this little mom and pop shop that's now in its mid nineties, it's 90 something years old. Uh, in the last 15 years, it's grown tremendously since I worked there because that was back in 2005 when I started. Um, and we moved back to Ohio in 2018 at the end of the year. And um, we approached Mark and Glenna, which are, were the old owners, about buying this little tiny little box of a place in Zanesville near our farm because we owned a farm at the time. And they're like, no, 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 buy our restaurant. And I was like, absolutely not. I know that it's turned into a monster. And, you know, they've expanded the building, you know, four times in the last decade. I'm like, I know that that place has grown like crazy even since I've worked there. And she's like, no, I want to retire. I trust you. Like, come eat with us. And we were like, no, uh, a couple of times. And then she like called me and she's like, 
please come meet with us. Well, we show up at their house. Their whole family's there. And not just her. It was her whole family at a round table. And they were like, we want you to buy clays. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but eventually they talked us into it. We, you know, we had a really good contract. They really helped us through the whole process. And so before we started your program was all of us training with them on how to pay our taxes. So we did everything ourselves the first year. And then it was right around the first year was over is when we met you, um, November of last year, October of last year was almost our full year. Um, so we were practicing like how to pay our taxes. How do we do monthly? How do we do quarterly? And we, we learned how to do all of that ourselves. And I'm so glad that we waited to meet you because we understood how all the programs worked before giving it over to somebody else. Um, well, do me a favor. So, talk a little bit yeah. about, yeah, you got taxes, but you also had to learn employees. You had to learn scheduling. You had to learn software. You had to learn, you know, the equipment and what was good and what was bad. And like, there was, there was a lot going on. Describe a little bit about what it was like before we left. What was life like for the two of you? Because I mean, if, if I remember correctly, you were both in the restaurant damn near every day, every hour. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we were there like seven days a week. Well, well, six days a week because we weren't open on Sundays then. Uh, now we are and we don't have to be there. Um, but when we first took over, it was expected that the owners were there every moment the building was open. Who the expected, that? expected that? The, the staff. staff the managers, the old owners even told us like, you have to pay your dues. And I'm like, well, my dues are when I paid for this building. But, um, you know, we were there every moment and we would get yelled at by our staff. If we, you know, even like we, I remember the first month we owned the restaurant, we went to my best friend's wedding on a Friday and I had multiple employees yelling at us that we weren't there. And we had given them a whole month's notice and freaking out on us because we weren't physically there. There was no problems. We just weren't there. That was the lifestyle we were living when we first took over. Now, Joey, what was it like for you? Because you were, if I remember correctly, primarily driving the front of house and what was going on there. What was life like for you when, when you have employees who have been there way long time? Like, I mean, you have some 20 year employees, if I remember correctly, telling you that, man, you need to be here. You're not doing this right, so on and so forth. What was that like? You know, wh why were they throwing so much shade? You know, I think um, to to anchor this in reality, they they were brought up that way. A lot of them, this is the only place they've worked. That was the environment that was put in front of them, um, you know, for, for various reasons, you know, to no one's fault, but that, that's just what they were accustomed to. And it wasn't about oh, we have this open position, the owner needs to fill it. It was just, I'm distracted. I can't focus because my safety net isn't there. And yeah. just what if, what if, what if the owner has to be here because what if someone comes in and asks for the owner? You know, my world, you take a message. <laughs> yeah, like but, the, uh, <laughs> they would do that thing where like, like they couldn't make a decision on their own because I think Glenna had in like instilled in them that, every decision had to be ran by her. And I didn't want to micromanage my business. I wanted to own my business. And that's where it was at when we first took over. Yeah, and so, it was, you know, it's a big operation. So that's how they felt that they could best control it and run it that way. It's just unfortunately has the side effects of um, 
you know, needing that safety net there all the time. But, but, you know, in general, the, I know all the staffs, um, want for us to be there all the time comes from a place of them wanting a good experience for themselves and the customer. So can't fault them for that. But yeah, in terms of the lifestyle, it was, you know, by all means enjoyable. Mm -hmm. It's this awesome project that we get to be a part of, but it was a open to close thing was the normal. There was no, oh, are you opening or are you closing? It's you're you're just there. I'm going to the restaurant today. That means I'm going to wake up, roll out of bed, be there till you know, it's time to close my eyes. And um, it it was a lot of work, a lot of figuring things out, um, a lot of needing to build trust um, with the the staff because we were, um, you know, we were the the new people. They were the ones there for 10 years. So um, it took a little bit of time, but but yeah, Um, learning lingo of the industry, learning how vendors um, worked. Because remember, me and Josh didn't set up those relationships. We were introduced or thrown into it. So, um, you know, and every single vendor is on a different billing cycle and yada, yada. So, yeah, it it was a lot. (laughs) Uh, I have no doubt. And, and, you know, I I can remember when I first met you guys, it was you were working so much and feeling so tied to the business. Again, because these employees, like, oh, my gosh, if if I'm not there, Again, all they were doing was modeling what the old owners had done. Traditional restaurant, old school restaurant tours would do. Work morning, yeah. noon, and night. Where the value for me as an owner is how many hours I put in and how hard I work. Really had nothing to do with the success of the business or setting people up to be able to operate without you being in the building. Certainly not a thought process because that thought process is it can't be done without me. So now right. you wanted to change but before we get to where you found me, talk about maybe one, two, or three of your top pain points, things that were really challenges for you that that set you on a path to say something has got to give. We can't continue down this path. Well, I think for me, the biggest thing I noticed was that, yes, we had all of this documentation on the computer of like this folder just called Clay's that was handed to us and we took over. And of course, we went through all of it with the old owner. But the truth of the matter is everything was in everyone's brains and not in a system. And I remember when we first started talking to you, we started talking about systems all the time. And I was like, what do you fucking mean by systems? Like, what do you mean by systems? I'm just like, what are you talking about? But I started to realize when our GM left, because the GM was the old owner's daughter. Uh, That's when I realized, oh my God, like the person that trained everyone the person that did everything she it was all in her head and there was nothing on paper we had to relearn how to retrain how to train new employees because that's what she did she just whenever a new person came in she was there she just walked them through did the work and then we had to create a system on hey this is what we do now when we hire people um because we were noticing that the new people weren't getting the training that they deserved and even today we still could be we there's still some things we want to work on with training new hires and we're finally now getting to the point where we can you know start increasing the way we use our systems now like jolt and stuff like that so what other things so that was the employee part the training part what about costs Mm -hmm. what about ordering what about were there any other things that were like man we need to get a handle on this well we are a very lucky restaurant and i know that you know we've worked with a lot of different restaurants during your group and a lot of people are in a lot worse position than we are 
we luckily took over a restaurant that was heavily popular. So it innately was profitable. And when I took it over, you know, I did research on what an average restaurant made profit. And I was like, we're killing it. 10%, 11%. We are knocking it out of the park. And then I met you and I realized we're idiots. Um, now we're 25% and we're doing a full remodel that we can afford now and not even batting an eye at handing a contractor $10,000. Um, so it's, yeah, we've learned a lot with that. Like, did we, some of the things that you're asking, like we didn't realize that we needed help in that position. We knew our food cost for everything, but we thought 40% is great. Like, this is fine. Oh, this item, it's 60%, but it's the only item. You know, now if I saw that, I would freak out. Like, <laughs> so uh, that kind of goes down the path of you didn't know what you didn't know. Like, so you correct. came in for one thing. So what was the one thing that, that made you decide, hey, I want to join this group coaching program. And then what were maybe some of the unexpected things that, that you got out of it? Well, we met like one of one of Avery that went through your program yep. and he owns little Italy. Um, and Avery was close with the old owners actually, and almost bought a restaurant long story. But so we spoke with Avery and we were talking to him about how tired we are. And then he was showing us all these stats and all this stuff from this program, this David Scott Peters program he went through. And, um, we were like, um, I think we need to do that. <laughs> I got, and he's kind of the one that told us to finally have that meeting with you. And and so what were you hoping that you were going to, so you decide, you see Avery and, and for everybody listening, you know, Avery has been a, a, an episode of this podcast. He is now a member mentor for me in the group, uh, just completely changed his life. And he's an evangelist. I mean, hence he saw you guys, you talked, and he's the first one to go, hey, here's a solution for you, which is incredible for me and incredible for you in the long run because you made the decision to come on board. But what was the, was it you wanted your life back? Was it you wanted to make more money? What was the one, the one thing that said, by God, what Avery has, that's one thing. This is great. I want that. But what was the one thing that said, hm, let's, let's sign up? I think it was, you know, even bef before the program, we knew we wanted an uh, improved quality of life and we knew we wanted to not just mimic the ownership. We wanted to take the business to the next level, but we didn't know that the how. We didn't think we could be focused and disciplined enough um, to go out, seek out all this information and make it make sense for us. And, um, you know, there's there's books, there's YouTube, sure, but this program really made it digestible. It held us accountable. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and to go back to something you asked a little earlier, what was something unexpected that came out of this? Um, not, you know, not to jump ahead, but it, it's really the, the confidence um, in being able to, to trust ourselves, mm -hmm. to be comfortable with, um, the staff and the customers uncomfortableness, if that makes sense. We were not, we were, oh, you know, I'm getting judged. So we're doing something wrong. And we, we found our backbone with you and, um, 
to no one's detriment. You know, we weren't rude about it. We didn't walk all over customers or staff, of course, but we found the value in our decisions and stuck with that and it paid off and it is paying off. And, um, you know, like you, you're going to mention in your program, it's, it's okay to, to lose some staff and lose a customer, not because they're not important, not because, you know, their opinions aren't valuable, but you have to have a healthy relationship both ways. And, um, you I know, guess, we yeah. had imposter syndrome, at least I did. Maybe I can't speak on behalf of Josh, but it was like, yeah, we're the owners, but yeah, we I felt don't know like, what I'm doing. I, am I qualified to do this? I don't know. Well, and, right. and like, and that's the other, that's the, the, probably what you're trying to get us to say, David, is <laughs> that our biggest issue was our employees. Our employees made us feel like we didn't own our own fucking restaurant and they made a, and it made us feel like we had no control over any decision. And when we finally started your program and got far enough in the, the the one thing i did realize is i was tired i was exhausted yeah and i actually was getting to the point already the first year of owning the business before i started your program was how much longer can i own this business before i can afford to sell it because that's how tiring this is right and because we owned a farm we had a we had foster kids we were doing all this other stuff outside of it we could no longer you know maintain our farm anymore like we couldn't even fucking we couldn't even mow our yard yeah and because we didn't have the time and i'm like i can't live like this anymore and now i think we're finally I still thought up until getting through most of this program, you know, we're only going to keep the restaurant till we pay it off. And now I'm like, I can now see that we can own this restaurant forever and now live a normal life. And before your program, we, we wouldn't have been able to ever think about keeping the restaurant forever. Now we will. And, and it wasn't an easy journey to get there. I mean, I, no. I want people to understand that, that, you know, the three of us at some point in time would go toe to toe on, hey, we should make this kind of change. Like, David, you don't understand. You don't know this business. We're in a small town. You don't understand. Our restaurant's different. I'd be like, no, Joshua. No, Joey. This is what it is. And we'd go back and forth, back and forth. But at some point in time, some of the battles I'd win, very few I'd lose, but some of them I would win. And then it was interesting to see that aha and that change in your business, change in your confidence, change in what you were doing. And it, you know, you always kept me on my toes because it was like, if I'm gonna make that change, you better prove it to me. You better show me that that really is gonna do it. And so it allowed us to dive into numbers. It allowed us to talk about people and situations. I mean, heck, during that time, you learned the importance of an implementer and even had brought on a new GM that became the wrong person and made yet yeah. another change and so on. And you would have never had the confidence to do that until you guys gained the knowledge that you needed. You know, it's, it's never possible till you know, it's possible. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have known he was a toxic employee until now too. Like now I also can like nip shit in the butt that I used to not be able to, I can now see preempt i can see the red flags before the red flags even come up that i couldn't see before talk about a little bit maybe one of the first changes you made that you went oh shit this actually works what is one of the big major changes i mean we kind of went out of order in your program and like still there are certain things we haven't finished in your program because i mean now it's work we're doing a whole remodel and now yeah. we're we realize what we can become now and yeah. so now we're so focused on the remodel and growing and 
like keeping up with the fact that our restaurant is naturally growing. Yep. So we've been all over the place with your program. And um, I think one of the biggest things we implemented at first was not, it wasn't Jolt actually, because Jolt we still are struggling with um, even to this day. I think the biggest thing was getting the staff on board for us to not live there like constantly. Um, I think you know, instilling that them, hey, it's going to be okay if we're not there. Like, and we finally just stopped showing up every day. And we're like, listen, we're going to not show up every day. Get used to it. And at first, you know, people were getting angry. I had managers calling me upset. The staff is complaining that you're not here every day. And I was like, let them go, like, nip it in the butt. Like, you have to be supportive of us having a life outside of this place. I think that was one of the first things we did. One of the major things we did. Point of curiosity, before you go on to the next thing, sorry, Joey, how often are you in the restaurant now? <laughs> right now, we are only in the restaurant to deal with the remodel. We are not doing anything operationally at the moment. Like for the last, I don't know, two months, um, we have fully put all of our attention towards anything new in the building so like if we are in you're playing general system. contractor you're not in there serving a guest flipping a burger uh Correct. making sure writing a schedule you're not doing any of that placing an order you're have managers that are doing the things for you and they're confident enough to run the shift without you yes 100 yeah. and we have a new gm that's doing a great job and we have a management staff now like we have new supervisors we saw that there were employees now in the restaurant that were worth it and we gave them a raise. We made them supervisors. We created new positions um, and we wiggled some stuff around. And even though we made new positions, our labor is actually way lower because now we track shit. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then our food cost is lower. Like it's, and it all kind of combined into this, it's gelling finally, and everything's running more smooth. Um, it's reminding me of how it ran before we took it over, but the way they ran it was so like, we how you everything. perceived that it ran smoothly. That's yeah. the key, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so Joey, I didn't mean to cut you off. So yeah, sorry. Yeah. Hopefully you still have that thought. Um, we were just talking about like first systems and, um, you know, of course, yes, to Josh's point, but also, I think even though we did it a little out of order, just the embracing of technology and there are yes. programs out there that you don't have to figure it out. They figured it out. But um, really the big first change is just setting up a proper communication stream with our management, getting everyone yeah. on the same chat, regardless of which program you use that has the chat. Right. It's like getting that well, open door communication and the manager log. The book, manager log. Which you know, we'll throw a plug in there. We use seven shifts. They have a manager logbook that's very easy to add sections and update. Um, so it can, you know, mirror the, the program as, as David, you know, suggests. But that has been really beneficial, helping us keep track of things um, so that when we say we're not there, it's not like we're not involved in our restaurant or um, we're just involved with the staff. It's just we're not needed on the floor and yeah. we're able to take a step back and really do the the macro managing that um we hired to do that's what we signed up to do um so the manager logbook uh, yeah i guess that's one thing that we are stellar at now our manager communication our communication is phenomenal compared to when we took over the business. So how like important, we, how, like how important is that? I mean, that's a major change. People don't understand from manager meetings to, to the log. They think, I see you every day. I've communicated. Talk, the like, manager dive into log, that a little bit. 
The manager log is essential to how we run. So we require every supervisor manager to read the manager log every night. Like even if they're off work, they're required to read it. Um, or the day they come back in, they have to read all the days they were off. Do you know, like just being able to write something in there, like, hey, the new, you know, the you, the new table for grill is coming on Thursday. And then, so people are asking me, hey, when's that new grill table coming? Like, it's all there. Like, there's no question like, oh, Amanda called off work today. Um, and then every employee has a manager chat, which is something that we do specifically that we kind of talked about in one of your, uh, one of our sessions. Um, each employee has a manager chat where when she sends a message, it, re it goes to all of us, all the managers. Yep. So like, hey, I'm calling out sick. Here's what's happening. We all know it once. It's not like phone tag. Hey, Amanda called off. Well, what happened? Why did she call off? No, we all know exactly why she called off. And then we, if we need to have a private conversation, we'll go over to the manager chat, like the, the one where it's just all of us together. Like, hey, she's been calling off a lot. What should we do? You know, it's now created this thing where we you know, I've the biggest thing I did when I introduced this program is I said, this program is not to bitch, moan and complain. Yeah, this program is only to get facts across to, you know, you know, hey, what's going on here? Do not use this as a as a tool to complain. Yeah, I was like, that was one of our biggest things. And we still have to kind of every now and then be like, hey, this program is not to complain. This program is to keep us all in the loop of what's going on. Um, don't get butt hurt because someone mentioned like, hey, we forgot to do this last night. That's just what this program is for. Yep. Um, but the commu our communication at the restaurant now, like everybody knows what's going on at all times. And well, I love that. And that translates into all the other systems. So number one, everybody's on the same page, but it also means you and Joey are guiding people, beating the leaders your restaurant needs and saying, these are the systems we're gonna use. This is why we're doing this. This is how we're gonna do it. No, oh, by the way, we're gonna hold you accountable. And, you know, kind of, Joey, you talked about, you have, here come these systems, and sometimes it's technology, like your tech stack and so on, but a tech stack is no good if we don't understand where all the numbers come from, why and how they fit together, and how we're gonna share it with others. Because now a seven shifts goes from being a scheduling tool that kind of puts up a schedule to one that helps you control labor. You know, it is David, you remember um, at the very, very beginning, um, I'm just thinking about this now. The first thing we did was and you thought we were absolutely insane. We introduced all of our programs at the same time. Oh, we yes. did margin edge, seven shifts, uh, QuickBooks integration, toast integration, which we already had toast, but we introduced all of our programs at once. And that's I thought you were why nuts. we we did everything out of order because yep. we were already on step seven and didn't even realize we were at step seven already because we already we already started using it. And, well, um, and the, the crazy part is what in our conversations were like the program, my program alone is going to consume a ton of your time and effort and people's and you're like, no, no, we're gonna do this and this and this. I'm like, holy crap. It but, was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. But now now it's all done. Like you're maintaining yeah. it. It's it's kind of like the analogy if you had a basketball, how much, and you want to spin it on your finger, you, it takes all this effort to get the, the basketball moving, but after that, you just tap it. And you guys are at yeah. tap stage. You would, was like all, so let me ask you, was all the effort, all that Herculean effort you had to put in, putting all those software, the tech stack in place, starting the program, going through a couple managers, uh, having the pushback, was it all worth it? Like, would you do it again? 
Yeah. Would I do it again? I hope not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fucking work. Um, uh, it was worth every bit of all the effort. Like, well, here's an example. If something goes down, like, like let's say Margin, like Margin Edge changed their system recently and it went down, and it affected us. Like, yeah. we were like, we were so used to doing this, and it's just running mm -hmm. perfectly. Well, Margin Edge and Toast changed the way they integrate, and yep. so our Margin Edge has been down for the last thirty days, like with Toast. Yeah. And we were like freaking out, and we like got the GM on the phone finally for or the CEO of Margin Edge and finally got them to fix it. I'm like, listen, I'm paying all this money, work, fix it. And now we're back up and running and I have nothing else to worry about. Now I'm back to doing this. Well, it becomes your systems become how you run your business. It allows you to yeah. impose your will without being there. You know, it's essential now. And the other part of it is when we talk about when we worked on your budget and you saw what was possible, the two of you like, oh, we can do this now. We can do that because you could see it. And all that information helps you achieve those budget targets. Like you guys have really impressive on how much you did do. I mean, you still think you, there's a couple of things you didn't do, but they aren't the things that didn't change your life as far as having a life. It didn't change your bottom I mean, line. I mean, listen, I mean, we, I remember when we first did our budget, like, I don't know, back in April. Now, are we hitting the numbers? Now, here's, you here's never hit honesty. your budget. <laughs> well, here's some honesty. You know, you know, we talked about like increasing our food costs and you're like, well, listen, he's like, I was like, well, we're going to lose all this business because people are going to think we're overpriced. Now you're like, listen, if you lose 5%, 5 to 7% of your customers, here's how much you're still going to make. Now, I'm going to be honest, since we've raised our prices in July, we've lost the, our actual item count sales have went down 7%, but we are up over $100,000 in sales, which means our food cost is way lower, our labor is way lower. Yes, less customers are buying food at the moment. It's growing back, but we're making like we're making so much more profit that now we're doing a full remodel of the restaurant. Like we're going from seventy-eight seats to one hundred and twenty. Like, and you are you are already like your operating expenses were pretty much in line. So when you talk about eleven percent profitability to twenty-five, now I hope to get people yeah. fifteen to twenty. Like you guys are stellar, and a part of that is you also have incredible volumes. Like you are a busy, busy yeah. restaurant. But with that said, the majority of that was prime cost. That was food cost. Uh, poor yes. cost. It was labor cost. It was the things yes. that you were looking at all the operating expenses had them like dialed in and like, but the people and the product was a little bit of out of, out of control, even though you yeah, were doing and, well. Well, and we didn't know that we've just went with the prices that, you know, we did a price up uh, increase one month before we took over. And we did that as with the old owners. And honestly, we just guessed at a lot of shit. And she was yeah. just like, Oh, well, 40% food cost is fine. Like, let's just wiggle this around, wiggle this around. And I, we were just like, sure. And we ran with that for like six months and then realized like, mm, we, we could be paying our staff better. And that's when I realized like, I have to increase food cost or um, food prices to pay my staff better. Talk a little bit about that because when we do budgets, a lot of it, people don't understand that it's not just about the bottom line. It's about your core values and what you believe in and what you want to do. And you both, you and Joey wanted to make sure you were an employer of choice. And there was a huge culture change, which means you were not the employer of choice for the first year. For a minute. Right. Yeah. You are now. And a part of that is pay. Part of that's supervision. Part of that's the training. Part of it's all the things you put in place. But why did... 
What made you make the decision and what did you change when it comes to people's wages? I mean, okay, when we took over, we have, we have 50 employees. We still have 50 employees now, ish. Um, it, you know, it ebb and flows a little bit, but, um, <clears throat> you know, we used to pay people just a tiny bit over minimum wage. And yes, some of our employees still make lower than others, but it depends on the position. But we realized like Ohio's, you know, cost of living is way above that minimum wage. And we want to make sure that no matter what, they're walking out the door with everything that they're making, plus the tips that they're making above that. So we wanted to make sure everyone was minimum hitting the $14, $15 an hour. And so I started looking at how many, how much they're making in tips per day, because all my staff gets a share. Um, and I was like, we, we got to work on this. I was like, so I went through every staff member um, last year during Christmas, right after I started the program with you, actually, before we even did major changes, I gave every single employee a raise. I was just like, this is unacceptable. I don't care what happens. They need to be fed at night. Their children need to be fed at night. I just didn't feel comfortable. And then we majorly increased, you know, our supervisors and um, manager wages. Um, we gave them a huge raise this year. Um, and we plan on actually giving them another big one in Christmas. Don't air this till after Christmas. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we plan on giving them another large one now that as soon as this remodels over, we plan on paying them just as good wages as the factories in our area because that's what our goal is. You know, we are surrounded by fa factories. That's where a lot of our business comes from. And so how are we competitive? One, fun, loving atmosphere. We're a family-oriented business. Two, they get paid well. And, um, you know, three, we do a lot of special stuff with the staff. Like, we do parties and not just pizza parties. Like, we, we, we go all out. And that's what we're known for. Um, and we're not owners that are going to be up your ass all day. Like, we're going to check in on you make sure you're doing your job. But we're not going to be standing behind you hovering. Because I just... I didn't like that lifestyle when we took over the business that was expected. Um, and I think they're all starting to finally get to appreciating it. The ones that are still there. Culture change takes time. But the mm -hmm. other part is there's this other message in that. And that is a lot of people think, oh, I'm worried about the minimum wage going up. I'm worried about, you know, now with the, the, the labor shortage after COVID, you know, my gosh, people are, I'm paying $20 an hour for a cook in this market and so on and so forth. Like it's going to kill me. You raised everyone's wages and because and you had a budget, no labor shortage well there be, is no labor shortage it, it's it's a culture shortage right it's, it's a culture shortage right and so you were able to raise their wages keep them and still make based more. on your 14 points more to your bottom line like i want people to understand that like you raised your labor but because you started scheduling more efficiently, because you started to get people to reduce their food costs and reduce waste and theft and all these other things, all of a sudden you were 14 points to the good. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you ever think that was possible before? No, not even. I mean, I thought we were already running the best the business could run when we took over. And 11% is good. That's above the national average of five to 8%. But again, 15 to 20 is, is, is what is possible in my world, but based on your volumes and, and what you've done, you know, 25, that's, 
It's outrageous. And honestly, it's higher than 25. Like, honestly, we're always <laughs> above that number. We'll leave it but at 25. That's just fine. We'll leave it at 25. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely above that. Um, now, you know, of course, you know, prime cost, we have all these uh, extraneous fees, which are, you know, the remodel and all that stuff. Right. So it's not like we're putting all that money into our pocket. We're re- reinvesting into the business because but- we believe that doing this will make us be able to hire more staff, pay them even better next year. So I, it was a new term I learned. I did it in one of my uh, uh, shoot the shits on Friday uh, just recently. And, you know, we talk about growth mindset versus fixed mindset, but I learned something called a freedom mindset. And it's, again, fits great with the restaurant prosperity formula, which is freedom from your restaurant, and the financial freedom you deserve, which is kind of the deal. But the big thing you exemplify a freedom asset is we look at our business as an asset, not... Yeah something that needs me to be there all the time to take care of it, something that grows on its own. And I think that's that's really summarizes a lot of how y- you both view the business now. It's no longer, man, I gotta be there. I got, you know, it needs me. These, these are my children. They need me too. It's, that's an asset. It's supposed to make us money. It's supposed to give us time off. It's supposed to do the things <clears throat> we bought it for, not become a prison, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, there are times where things derail where I'm like, we got to go in there and get that manager off this fucking floor. Like we have, we had a manager that I was like, mm, I see the things that are happening and it's up. I have, you know, employees messaging me like, Hey, this pl- manager's doing this or this manager's doing this inappropriate thing. And then we're, you know, we'll fly right in. That's the only time we have to emergency go to work. We don't have to emergency go to work because, you know, so-and-so called off. No, right. we have systems in place for that now. We only need to come in if like our management is not doing what they're supposed to. You mean it's a restaurant and there's people that you have to manage? (laughs) Yeah, now we have (laughs) that doesn't change all the work. (laughs) Do me a favor. I really appreciate this. I you know, I get excited about it um all the time and, and you know I'm consistent. You love me, hate me. This is what it is. But uh I love hearing the change and I got to see it. I had a front row, front row seat. Yeah. With that said, if somebody was looking at my program right now and said, should I do it? What would you tell someone? Would you be like Avery? Would you sit them down and say, here's what it is? Or would you just bop them with a, 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 you know, a two by four and say, don't do it or do it? What would you say? I mean, honestly, there, there are certain caveats and I think there are certain businesses that might not fit your, your thing because I think it would have been harder to do this program if we weren't already uh, profitable. Okay. But because like we had to put a lot of money into this and luckily we had a little bit to throw in, but honestly, even if we weren't profitable, I still think your mindset works. Um, My first thing would always be absolute. Yes. Like it's the best decision we've ever made for the business. And it is truly. Um, I think there are certain businesses that if, if the, you should do this program if you believe in your product and you already have a good, good fucking product, like yeah. we have a great product and we are very blessed to have a great plot product. Now, some people I've went into restaurants, your product's junk. You know, if you don't already have something good to stand on, your program is useless. But if you have something that you truly believe in, that you truly believe people love this and will come for this for years and years and years to come, your program is essential. Thank to... you. I appreciate that. And I, I'm going to agree with you. It is not right for everyone. 
There are low yeah. volume people it's not good for. There are people who have fixed mindsets that say, oh, it's somebody else's fault. And I'm not gonna disagree with you as far as 100% restaurant 101. I've gotta, I've gotta understand or assume that you do hot food hot, cold food cold, clean, safe work environment for your guests and employees. Wow, customer service, incredible product. Like you do restaurant well, because I can't fix yeah. that from a Zoom call. Right, I can't know. Yeah, you would have to be physically in the building, and then you would still be like, "Mm, "I don't like the recipe to this." Like, if you don't have a good product, and you know, that's why you know. Once I saw Avery's restaurant, I was like, "That makes sense. He has a good product. He has family-owned recipes, and we do too. We have family-owned recipes that we've used for thirty-something years. I think it's perfect for mom and pop shops that have been around for a while and just need to get out of the old school." Yeah. I appreciate yeah, and that. I would um, definitely, like Josh said, say say yes that you know it should absolutely be considered. I think you know David in his introductory calls, you know, you'll make the the call if it's a good fit. But absolutely, everyone should consider it, and there there is value in it. And I think what's great about the program is there's so much depth. All these thirty some restaurants part participating, they're going to get different values from it Correct. because of what they're running and where they're at in their life, um, and and then that's awesome. Um, you know, like I said, there are systems, there are, you know, the the budget and and increasing profits, being more efficient. To me, that's all secondary to the 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 mindset that we. Um, obtained by going yeah. through these programs. Um, we can possibly forget terminology or, or budgeting rules, you know, whatnot, and we can refresh ourselves with a Google search one day, but you can't refresh yourself as easily with um, your mindset. And um, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's, that's always going to be invaluable. That's going to be worth the investment. And, you know, Josh brought up that term earlier. I think it's important for to be an employer of choice, your employees have to see that this isn't some place that's unstable that's going to go under. This is a yeah. place where um, we're making improvements, we're making positive changes, not just change for the sake of change, positive changes. We're taking steps forward. Um, and the owners, you know, we were grateful because of the amazing product and because of this program that we were able to invest into this restaurant's future both from an abstract sense via this program, as well as from a physical sense with our, our remodels and our purchasing of software and, um, well, and new you re- equipment and supplies. Well, and-, and you remember when we first announced that we're going to start changing things in the restaurant yeah. and doing the remodel, our staff's eyes almost came out of their head and they were freaking out and they were not on board at first. Yeah. And then now that they're starting it, now that, you know, we're, we're doing it in phases, we're on the second to last phase. Now that we are getting ready to put in the new tables, they're all like, oh, this is going to work. This is nice. Like, this is cool. Like, it's bigger. It's cooler in here. You got more AC. Like, they're starting to get excited. Like, I have, I have employees that come to me they're like, what you're doing is amazing. Like, this is awesome. Yeah, and we, we didn't have that, that kind of trust. conversation before. Oh. Like, no one ever said, like, what you guys are doing is awesome. Now they're starting to see it. Well, I think one of the biggest things is, and I think you'd agree with this, it's no longer the old owner's restaurant. It's now your restaurant. Right. And I'm, I'm starting to feel that, like that too. That's awesome. Joshua, Joey, I really appreciate doing this for me today. Um, just absolutely impressed and, and couldn't be prouder with the change you guys made. Because again, I wasn't lying about how we would go toe to toe about, you know, you'd be like, show me 
I'm not making that change unless you prove that to me. And we, we'd go through the battles, but you never said yeah. no. You just said prove it. And you guys True. both were never afraid. I shouldn't say that. In the beginning, you were afraid. But later, you were never afraid to make the change. You realized you're going to do what you're going to do. And it is ultimately your choice. And the changes you've made in your business are really just uh, amazing. Uh, what it's done for your life, what it's done for your business, and and your future. I'm, I'm truly impressed. Do yeah. me a favor. Was there anything you want to share with people? A, a favorite quote, a book, uh, something you wish I had asked you? Um, in closing, what would you guys like to share with people? Mm. Um, I don't know. I think one of the <clears throat> the biggest things that I try to do every day is um, I have a mantra. Everyone has a mantra, but my mantra is every day I'm required to put a smile on at least one person's face, no matter where I go. Um, and I like that mantra and it works. Excellent. What about you, Joey? Um, I think, you know, you have to, in terms of like, whether this is the right client, this is the right program for you, you have to be someone that, you know, obviously you're not gonna have all the answers. That's, that's why you need something like this, but you have to be open-minded enough to hear someone out. You have to, you yeah. know, you mentioned it, you have to be prepared to, to put in the effort and do the hard work, but just know that this effort is, um, you're, you're gonna get results from this effort and try to pace yourself you have a, a well-paced program yeah but don't let yourself fall too far behind um like like we anything did in life. sometimes um yeah. yeah it's you know you take a few too many steps behind it's harder to catch up but um you know be be organized about it like take notes think of questions be involved in the group calls like that's how you're going to get the most out of this yeah and um you know that that's another great thing an aspect of the program we haven't talked about yet is those group coaching calls you're with so many real live examples and we're, we're all different we're all in different parts of the country yada yada but or world i should say yeah. um but it, we're also running a restaurant and i was surprised yeah. by how many more similarities there are versus differences someone's yeah. going to bring up labor laws and that's always going to be different <laughs> per state right. but yeah. that aside labor laws and maybe state tax laws but uh that aside yeah there, there's a lot of value there from your peers and that's what i think helped build at least my confidence a little is knowing that like yeah i belong in this space and this space is a group of professionals and we are one of those professionals and we have something to add and yeah. of course something to learn and um yeah i yeah. i didn't really realize how much we were going to end up you know helping other people like yeah you know, I didn't realize all these things that I know that other people didn't. And it, it was nice to be able to bump your brains off of all these other people that are, you know, very smart, very like smarter than me. And like you, there was so much we learned back and forth from each other. Like, hey, actually, this is better if you guys try this. Have you thought about this? Like, do this. Like that kind of information is so important. And like, that's the other part of your whole program is the group part. And yep. we, you know, we don't talk about it enough, but that group part was just as knowledgeable as the the other part. Like it was just as needed. Hundred percent. You have a community of restaurant owners who actually care about you, 
And everybody has, again, that's the mastermind principle. Everybody has knowledge to help each other. And it's, it's when you come aboard, I go, Hey man, you know, if you're going to join this program, there's 30 weeks of group coaching calls. I need you to make all, if not, but a few of those, because you not only make a commitment to yourself, you make a commitment to others because you're sharing your knowledge helps someone else and their knowledge helps you. And I'm, I don't know everything. I learn every single day from that group. Um, our group is amazing and it rotates, it changes and there's new information all the time. And uh, I really appreciate you bringing that up because I think there's a lot of special people in it because they're just like you. Yeah. They wanna make change in their business, not make excuses. Yep, they're, it's it's awesome. And I think it's funny like whenever you get the the next group of people in, because of course, you know, you know, people are coming in and coming out at different times. Right. You get these new people that are coming in when you're close to the end and they're asking the same questions you asked at the beginning. Yep. And you're like, oh yeah, I remember, I remember being confused about that. And then I'm like, you'll be fine in five weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. You'll be fine. <laughs> Joshua, Joey, I appreciate you very much. Hopefully we can do a follow-up interview because I want to hear how things have changed when you get that renovation finished. Absolutely. Sure. Thanks guys. All right. Thank you, David. David. Hey, that was an awesome episode. I want to thank you for taking the time to take action on building a better, more prosperous restaurant. Before you go, I want to give you these three thoughts. One, by combining leadership and taking action with systems and training being checked by accountability, you are on your way to creating prosperity for you and your restaurant. Two, I have something I need from you. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. By leaving us a review, other restaurant pros seeking out this information are able to find it. I read the reviews, and hearing how this information has benefited you does wonders for me. And three, if you find any of the discussions helpful, share them. The more restaurant pros who have access to them, the better we become as an industry. For more restaurant resources or to get in contact with me, connect with me at davidscottpeters.com. Be passionate about what you're doing. Be persistent, but more importantly, become better and help everyone around you become better. And your restaurant is going to kick some ass. If you're tired of not being able to leave your restaurant because no one else knows how to run it, I want to make sure you know it doesn't have to be that way. You can leave your restaurant. It is possible to build a team of people who know how you want the restaurant to run. With these trained and responsible people in place, you can give yourself time away. What would you do if you had time away from your restaurant? Would you sleep better? Would your relationships improve? Would you feel more relaxed? These are all things you deserve to experience as a business owner. It's why we own our own businesses. If you would like to learn how to own a restaurant that doesn't depend on you to be successful, click the link in the description to watch a free training course that teaches you exactly what you have to do. Also, be sure to subscribe to get my weekly tips and watch these two videos to get more information and guidance for running a successful restaurant.